Hey, you guys, I was just thinking about how I had mentors in my life and I never realized that they were mentors until way after the fact. And some of them are gone and I want to take a moment to appreciate them. But if you feel the same way and you have one that's still around, you should reach out. Maybe it's up to you and remind them because probably they're being who they are and they have no idea what they've done for you. Welcome to the Contracting Handbook Podcast, a podcast for how to run a small contracting company. Whether you're a general contractor like me or a trade contractor, starting fresh or been in business for years, here's all the stuff you never knew you'd have to know before you started your contracting business with the man who's seen it all, your host, Mike Kenoki. That's me. Yes, yes. Good morning. It's Wednesday. It's Mike Kenoki. Today I'm going to tell you about statement my buddy Larry once said to me about running a contracting business. He told me, go big or stay small, but don't get caught in between. I don't know if he sensed it, but that's right where I was when he said it. And, uh, you know, in the previous episodes, we've talked about what your company will do and who you will do it for but not about how much work you're going to do. And I'm going to be coming at this from the angle of a general contractor that stayed small. But in tomorrow's interview episode, you'll get the perspective of Stephen Dunn at the Nice Painting Company who expanded his company in scope to include a lot of employees, but in two locations, one on the North Island of New Zealand and one on the South Island of New Zealand. The trade-off between going big or small simply is you're more money on the big scale, much more complex business structure, and then staying small, you remain flexible and elite in lean times. But getting caught in between, that's the issue. And uh, I'm guilty of going there as a small business owner and and maximizing my mental and physical health uh, once we were really achieving uh, getting good jobs in our community and and um, having steady flow of of good quality clients so you know going big I'm just a small contractor And so when I'm talking about going big, I'm kind of talking about within the contracting realm, not necessarily about, you know, a design build firm or a massive commercial industry or uh, operation. So it depends on your vision. But the essential thing is you have a plan to manage your team, whether it's a bunch of carpenters, a bunch of plumbers or electricians or, you know, some combination of that as a general with a ton of subs and every contract ever met has at least this in common and they're busy and they don't always get the time they want 
Uh, but here in Alaska, they do tend to disappear suddenly during moose hunting season. So your vision for growth depends on the size and scope, the projects you want, how much money you want to make. So that, you know, that next step is getting some sort of middle management beyond just you wearing all the hats. So you've, you know, managerial secretary, more employees, and requiring more money for overhead in the form of payroll and insurance. And then being busier, finding more work and getting larger contracts. And then fighting that diminishing return of time you're putting in, uh, you know, the, the, the amount of income you're making per unit time that you're now putting into the business. And I think that's uh, a big part of getting caught in between. Uh, because personally, what I found when I had a solid crew, consistent demand, awesome clients, I was being asked to do a lot and they were good jobs. And my crew were ninjas going from job to job. I had subs all over the place. I was overwhelmed though. I, I got totally overwhelmed taking, trying to keep track of it all. Um, because the good jobs were hard to turn down. And, and the problem is, is that, you know, jobs expand in scope often. So then your schedule just gets hosed. But seriously, I will, I, that's kind of what happened. Uh, my eyes were twitching. I was not getting enough sleep. I got fat. I was, you know, got angry. I was really irritable and it was no good. I, I made it through and kept clients happy. Uh, it all worked out really well. But I definitely found my personal limit as manager of the company, not having someone in the office, no other estimators and so on. And after that very busy period, when I, when I let things calm down a little bit, I considered, I weighed the options of going big, um, but didn't want to add managerial positions. Uh, I felt like I needed someone who was more like a, a second me as the estimator. And I, you know, that's a, that's another trust thing of letting go with your employees, um, letting someone speak for your company and really represent you. You know, for me, having a foreman on the job site that I trusted, that was awesome. But that next person, that estimator or um, other face of the company besides me was a difficult thing to uh, to think about adding on. And then, anyway, you're adding on an office person, an estimator, and that's a lot of money in payroll and insurance overhead. And so, years later, I'm really happy with the decision I made uh, as my company's been able to weather storms. Um, and I'm still able to, I was still able to meet my company goals or exceed them. Uh, I kind of got through my, you know, second, my 10 year plan in seven years. And, and, uh, you know, there's always been enough work. And rather than volume, I focus on quality jobs with better margins now. And, that staying small really allowed us to stay elite and 
uh, where larger companies during lean times folded. So where you live and how you run your company will yield more money when you're in your niche uh, and when you're on cruise control. But because you've learned so much along the way, you'll be able to pivot more easily when demand moves in another direction or there's an economic downturn. So tomorrow I'll be airing an interview with someone that, while I stayed small with my company, he went big with his and is quite successful, as you can see by his Google reviews and proud social media, and he's happy. And that's Stephen Dunn of the Nice Painting Company out of Nelson in Auckland, New Zealand. So kind of wrapping up this little series here, starting out in a contract, small contracting company requires some forethought or not. You know, flailing is also an option. I've done some flailing back in the day. But when you're starting out or even after you start out, you'll find cracks and holes in what you're doing. And, you know, through this podcast, I want to talk those things through. And like this podcast, let's look at this as a parallel. I did my research on how to make and produce this podcast. But just before my launch, there was a technical issue at Apple. It was actually on their side, not mine. So I had to delay a week. And I thought I was 100%. And when the launch finally came, there were technical issues on my side that before I decided to host a podcast, I had no prior experience. So all week long, I've been running my construction company, returning phone calls, putting proposals together, talking to subs and clients, and scrambling to fix the details of the podcast. And why I'm going on about it is because I thought it was ready and I wasn't. It's like Elon Musk says, I think that's the single best piece of advice. Constantly think about how you could be doing things better and question yourself. So I'm working on these issues now over the weekend with my buddy Scott. And that's who I want to give a shout out to, Scott Crass of the Alaska Volcano Observatory, who after a hard day's work, visiting Legoland with his kids, hanging out with his wife, takes time to come and meet me, dumbs it down for me, so I can understand the technical stuff and all things internet. Or as it was once described by the late longtime Alaska Senator, Ted Stevens. And again, the internet is not something that you just dump something on. It's not a big truck. It's, it's a series of tubes. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Uncle Ted. Leave a review. Leave a comment, a rating. I want to hear from you. And remember... It's not a big truck. It's, it's a series of tubes. Thanks for listening today, you guys. If you found value in the content, please consider leaving a review on iTunes, a rating on Spotify, or if you're in the Android world, a rating on my website. Alternatively, take a snapshot of the episode you just listened to on your phone or a picture of it from your car stereo and post it on Instagram and tag me in your stories. When you leave a review, tell me where you're reviewing from and I'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Thanks for listening and whatever you do every day, remember at the end of the day, it's your legacy. So build a legacy that matters. That's all I got. Later.